welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Grace Assembly of God Sermon Podcast. Grace exists to help people discover a life of purpose in Jesus Christ through discipleship and serving one another. If you would like additional information, visit us online at www.graceofbelair.com. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy this week's message. I want to um, turn your attention today to faith is fruitful. And we're going to go to Psalm 1. Psalm 1 is, of course, the beginning of what is known as the Psalms or the Psalter. In fact, in Psalm 1, uh, historically, Psalm 1 didn't e- wasn't didn't even have a number. It was sort of the introduction of what all the psalms are about and what those next 150 psalms are about. And there's great wisdom, but the Lord has ordained that those who trust in him would be fruitful in all seasons. Now, uh, I, I would say that most people really love summer. How about that? If you love summer, say, yeah, I am ready for it. And it finally felt like summer yesterday. It was just absolutely warm and hot, and the gardens were growing. One of the things that I particularly enjoy um, is the fruits of summer. And uh, I can remember just a couple of years ago that my wife and I were in Rehoboth Beach, and we bought some local peaches that had just kind of came ripe. We had ridden our bike about, it's about a 15-mile round trip, and we, we were just sort of tired. We pulled into this old uh, grocery store that's been there over 100 years, and they had fresh peaches for sale. And we bit into them. And have you ever had this experience, biting into a peach when it's perfect, and literally the juice runs down your arms? Have anyone ever had that experience? Yeah. Uh, it is absolute, that is summer right there. And uh, I'm a gardener, as many of you know. And this has been a little bit of a challenge this spring for gardening. We had a hard freeze, and there were things that didn't germinate. They didn't come up, but, but eventually it came up because the sun was shining. We got some wonderfully needed rain this past Friday, and I'm telling you, everything is popping all over. Now, if, you, if you're on Facebook, if you would, if you have a favorite fruit, of summertime, just put it in the comments or put a big yum and just put it there. We'll know what is your favorite fruit. Is it tomatoes? How many like tomatoes? Yeah, a a little known secret that is not out there. When we interviewed Pastor Daniel and I decided to make a a meal for him and Pastor Bobby and myself uh, had him, we had him for lunch. He was here for the weekend. And on the way back to the airport would be one more lunch. And I was so uh, proud of the tomatoes I grew. And I, I knew that him, his being uh, Italian, he would love this Italian flag salad with mozzarella, fresh mozzarella, and these beautiful tomatoes and basil and onions from the garden and really good olive oil. And I put that in front of him, and he didn't say a word. He ate the mozzarella. He ate the basil, he, but he left every beautiful tomato. He didn't say a word until later he let it be known to me after he was hired that 
He said, I really do not like fresh tomatoes at all. So, but he came anyway. Um, I want to talk with you today, and this is Graduation Sunday, about being fruitful, the plan that God has for our lives to be fruitful. In fact, it begins all the way back in the book of Genesis, where God said, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. And the promises that he's made to his people for all time. In the book of Leviticus, chapter 26, you can read where God says, if you walk in my ways, if you obey me, he said, I will make you fruitful. I will multiply you. You will chase your enemies. And how about that? How many would rather chase your enemies than have your fears chase you? That's what the Lord has for us today as we trust in Him and and place our hope in the Lord. And so the main point that I want to share with you, the main idea is that God has promised those who trust in Him to make them fruitful and to multiply their lives. It is from the Garden of Eden all the way through to this present time We're going to look at Psalm 1, and I believe God is going to bless us. And I I want to encourage the young uh, graduates that we have today uh, that you are the fruit. You are the fruit of parents and volunteers and a church whose faith is strong in the Lord Jesus Christ. Nationwide, the statistics show that 75% of all uh, kids, and then as they go into young adulthood and as they enter college, that 75% of them, the church loses them in the faith. Twenty, Only 25% go on to serve the Lord. I am so grateful today that we have flipped that. And can someone say amen? Can you honk your horn and say, we have flipped that. Yeah, we are not content. We are not content with the status quo. And the graduates today are the fruit moms and dads of your faith, of your prayers, of your faithfulness, of your giving, of your service, of your modeling. And I also want to encourage you this way, that uh, you might say, well, Pastor Paul, my son or my daughter, is they're not serving the Lord. I kn- we, we know exactly what you're talking about. But I want to encourage you that in God's economy, in his garden, he's the master gardener, he's the master planter. There are some seeds that take a long, long time to germinate. And I'm going to tell you a story in just a few minutes to really bring that to a point. And so David wrote, wrote this. And as I was preparing and praying this week and thanking the Lord that he has promised to make us fruitful and multiply us, I also have a heavy heart because of the situations that are going on in our country. I have a heavy heart because of of not the unrest, but because of some things that are going on that take us away from God. But I have a heavy heart also because of so many people that feel disadvantaged, 
They feel that because of the color of their skin or the accent in their voice that they are immediately discriminated against. And I believe God wants us to seek understanding and wisdom. I just want to say this. Now is not the time to point fingers. How many understand that? And what the Lord showed me is this, that in mar- just like in marriage, and I've counseled many, many married couples, and, and in fact, every married couple that I know, uh, there are some differences. The fact that you're male and female, that's enough right there. How many know what, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Mars and Venus, and uh, the, the way you hang up your towels in the bathroom, all of those things. But what I've seen is when in a marriage we start keeping score and we start pointing fingers without realizing that there's several fingers pointed back at ourselves, that when we do this, it is most difficult to have any peace that God intended. But when one or more of those marriage partners, particularly when both say, We're not going to accuse anymore, but we love you so much. We don't care what you did. Our love overcomes that. We'll climb any mountain. We'll do anything. It's no matter how you've offended me, I love you. God uses that to heal a marriage, and God uses that to heal a country. But I'm also very burdened today because... I believe that this is not so much a race problem as it is a human problem, a sin problem. How many hear what I'm saying? I believe this is a sin problem. And I am also burdened and saddened for the fine police officers in Grace Assembly of God who serve and have children. And God wants us to get understanding. There's not, there really shouldn't be two sides in this. It's two sides of the same coin. To get understanding of someone that we don't understand or folks that we don't understand, but to pray for and converse and get to know them, but also for our police officers. And I was, I was just, as I was praying, God let me feel some things for people that I've not walked in their shoes. And I've not walked in the the shoes of a police officer and his family and his children. But I can't imagine, I can't imagine what it's like, whether you're part of the police force. And, and most of the police force are terrific people. There's bad apples there. I believe that, that in, in, in whether you're uh, white or black or brown, that most people that I know of in America are pretty darn good people, and there's a whole lot more right in this world than there is wrong in this world, but there are a few bad apples that continue to fuel things. And this is what I saw as I was praying. Lord, what is it like to be a man or woman? What is it like to be someone that I don't know and have insults hurled at them and not be able to reply and to feel what their children feel? What is it like to be a police officer who, who serves and they're dedicated and they're called all kinds of names and their children 
see those things on Facebook. How many hear what I'm saying this morning? You understand this is not about taking sides. There is a problem of sin. And in God's Word, God, God, God divides humanity into saints and sinners. You say, whoa, pastor, that's pretty hard. I'm just saying what God's Word does. There's a lot of sinners that are really good people. How many understand what I'm saying? It's between saved and unsaved. And there's a lot of saints that are stinky people. How many understand, you know, not the one you're sitting next to, but how many know what I'm talking about? There's some people that you'd rather they not come to your birthday party. You know what I'm saying. But God wants us to say, Lord, give me understanding before we judge and before we blanket people and just paint them all with the same brush. And that's the realities that we're looking at today. But I, I want to encourage us, even in this day of unrest and things that rend our heart. And by the way, this evening, once again, we'll be meeting at 6.30 for worship. Here, we're going to have a wonderful time as the people of God. But we're also going to be reading Scripture. We're also going to be praying for our country tonight at 6.30 right here on Grace Assembly of God. But during this time, God has a plan for you to be fruitful in every situation. Can someone say praise God? Yes, the garden grows, the water comes, the sun shines, the presence of God is there in our life. And I want to unpack this this morning for you. And so David wrote this psalm. He said, how blessed is the man or the woman who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the paths of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, he wrote this, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your reasonable or spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is and what is good and acceptable and perfect. Our attitude determines our altitude when it comes to blessing. God's guarantee is to bless your life, to multiply your life. We may not see it our entire life, but his plan is even at the end of life, if we've trusted the Lord, that we have a successful conclusion as we go into eternity and our life can count for the Lord. I talked with someone the other day and they said, my life feels like a big misfire. Friends, God wants you to know He doesn't want your life to be a misfire. He has something for us, for you, that your life will count. Your life will be fruitful. Your life will make a difference for someone else and you'll know the blessing of God. How blessed is the person? That word blessed also means happiness that flows from a sense of well-being and rightness that's found in God. It's God's peace that covers us. Shalom, the peace of God. 
he went on to say, but those that God blesses do not walk, sit, or stand in a way that is immersed and focused on opposing God's ways. My mom is a godly woman, and she has reminded me, she said, Paul, God's Word says that in the last days that lawlessness will abound, and the love of many for God will wax cold. We live in a day where the prophet prophesied that men would call what is right wrong and what is wrong right. And the psalmist went on, he said, they don't sit, stand, or walk in the way of the wicked or sinners or mockers. These are lifestyles that bear no good fruit. They determine our attitude and how we see other people. I want to share with you just a few moments. This is for graduates, but for everyone that is old enough to hear God's Word and make a choice. There's a way to discern what God will bless in your life. There is a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Galatians 5, Paul wrote about the fruit of the Spirit and the works of the flesh. He said the works of the flesh He said, if you walk by the Spirit, you'll not carry out the desire of the flesh because the Spirit of God and our flesh are in opposition to each other. But he said, the works of the flesh are evident. They're immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, bitterness, outbursts of anger, disputes, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like this. And he said, if you practice those things, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. And what the psalmist is writing about, he said that those that sit, stand, or walk in the way of those, in the ways of, the highway of those whose life is immersed and what they do opposes God and his ways, He said that takes us far from God and there's no blessing of God in the wisdom of man that takes us far away from God. So how do we discern? I believe that God is exposing hearts today in this time in which we live. I want you to know as a pastor how to discern So, if you see things, for instance, I think we would all agree that it is absolutely our right and appropriate to protest in a manner that is orderly and peaceful, but it is not okay to throw bricks and Molotov cocktails, not only at police officers, but to wreck lives. God's Word tells us very clearly, friends, run away from that. May we protest? Absolutely. As we protest, we should pray. In fact, Dr. Martin Luther King said this. He he had a quote that that, uh, protesting is the voice that has been silenced of people. It's the voice 
But he said, I want you to know. He said, I, I condemn violence in protesting as much as I condemn the cause and the conditions of why people protest. How many hear what I'm saying today? And so God's Word says this, that rather than buying into this world, and I, I want to say this, we need to be more concerned about living out God's kingdom to our culture than allowing our culture to replace God's kingdom in our life. How many hear what I'm saying? And so the psalmist went on and said, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. He meditates on it. And what that means is delight. The word is this. It's immersed. It's focused on. It's what guides us. The psalmist said that the law of the Lord is perfect. It converts the soul. And it's there more to be desired than honey and fine treasures. That's the law of the Lord. You say, Pastor Paul, I thought we were past law. We're into God's grace. We are. The law that he's talking about is not the Ten Commandments. It's the ways of God. Say, Lord, we live for your ways. And what it brings, we meditate, we immerse ourselves, rightness, well-being. And it comes that a sense of it as well with our soul. I want to challenge you with something. I'm going to ask you a question. I, sometimes I hear people, they say, well, I, I don't have time to read the Bible. I want to ask you, how much time do you, how much screen time do you have in a day? Do you mean, do you mean that when we stand before the Lord, or what we model for our children, we say that screen time is more, more important than Bible time? Does anyone dare rise up and say that? But the investment that God has for us to delight ourselves in the Word. And you'll be surprised as you say, Lord, the first thing I'm going to do in the morning, I want to be in Your Word, and Lord, I want to seek Your face. You'll be surprised what God will do in your life and the desire for God's Word. It will literally transform us more and more and more. And then the psalmist went on in verse number 3. He said this. He said, he will be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water which yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither and whatever he does, he prospers. What this means is the psalmist said that you and I are planted by the streams of living water when we place our trust in the Lord. Psalm 4.3 said that God has set aside for himself the godly. When, as a gardener, there's a certain brand that I look for. It's called PW, Proven Winners. In God's sight, how many know that you're a proven winner? He selects you. He plants us where he wants us to be. We are firmly planted there, and we're tended by him. And we have success and fruitfulness in the season. Uh, I told you I'd tell you a story this, uh, just recently, uh, my mom, who has a, my mom's going to be 90, by the way, in August. She loves God with all of her heart. 
She's prayed for her sister that's even older than she is and in the nursing home. And she's witnessed to her, but she's just never, it's like, nah, Louise, that's for you. Stop bugging me with that stuff. They're the only two left in her family of 12, 90 and 93. And my mom has talked with me and some of my other siblings, and the burden of her whole life has been that her sister would come to the Lord, and she prays. She keeps planting those seeds, those seeds. And she said, oh, Paul, I don't want her to pass away without knowing Jesus. I, I don't, I keep, she said, I bring it up, and I say, she calls her by name, have you received Jesus into your heart yet, Becky? That, don't bother me, Louise, with that stuff. You know all about that. Just a couple of weeks ago, my brother was talking with her, and he, she said this. My mom was able to get through in the nursing home, and so my mom says, well, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior yet? She says, oh, yes. I just did that recently. Can someone say praise God? Yeah. This is what it was. There's an Assembly of God church and a Baptist church, two preachers that love God and two churches whose faith bears fruit, goes in that nursing home and they even let them in during the COVID-19 and they're holding church services. And my aunt came and heard the gospel from this Assembly of God preacher. She gave her life to Jesus and now she's going to Bible studies and she just can't get enough of the Lord. Friends, I want to encourage you, God, God guarantees, God guarantees that he will bless your life and there are some seeds that take a long, long, long time to germinate. You keep planting seeds. You keep praying for your kids. You keep praying for your marriage. You keep praying for your neighbors. You keep praying for what God puts on your heart. But in the Lord, he causes seeds to germinate for his glory, praise his name. That's the wonderful God that we serve this morning. The psalmist said, the Lord knows the way of the righteous. We're going to have the band come, uh, Pastor Daniel come, and he promises to lead us. And what it means is this, friends, simply, that he knows the way of the righteous, that God says, I've been there, done that. I've been there, done that. I know the way through the wilderness. He's the one who loves us. And graduates, God loves you. Jesus Christ loves you. He wants your life to be successful, and he wants to multiply your life. You've already got a really good start, a really good start, and you can build on what God has done in your life to the glory of God. Praise his name. Amen. Praise God. God is good, isn't he? Praise his name. Amen. Praise God. Yes, we're going to bow our heads and pray. First of all, I want to ask you that are here this morning and those that are with us online. This world is divided not by God's choice and to saints and sinners. That's not his choice. God's word says that when we're without strength, when we're angry towards God, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. God, his choice is that all, all would come to life and salvation and repentance and forgiveness. His choice is to put his hand on your life and to bless you and to multiply you. But we're the ones 
who make the ultimate choice and we say yes to God. We say, no, no, I want to sit, stand. I want to walk my own way. Where's that way going to take you? It takes you far from God. But today you have an opportunity to say, Lord, I receive you into my life. I ask for your touch. Lord, I ask to come into your family. Thank you for Jesus paying the price. If that's you this morning, I just ask every head to be bowed. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior today, your Lord and Savior, just simply raise your hand wherever you are. Or online, all you have to do is say, yes, yes, that's me. Yes, or salvation. And we will pray for you and we will get in touch for you. God bless you.